You are about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants. Can I get a, uh, large ginger tea with, like, five sugars? Miles Lazarus. Uh, and I have been assassinated by the backstabbing betrayer we call Cheese, Mars Garbayo. What happened? If you would indulge us, we'd like to play a game. This is a podcast where every week we challenge each other to rediscover why music is so special. Um, so Cheese is my mortal enemy now. Now? Why now? What happened? Now. Uh, it's a, it's a bittersweet sort of thing because I love Cheese. Mm. But the emotional and, uh, very importantly, di- digestive turmoil that it's put me o- it through in the past few months mm. has sort of led me to the conclusion that, um, much like my mother, I have developed a lactose intolerance. No! Yeah. That fucking sucks. Yeah, it's it's really rough. Um, I can't eat cheese now, apparently. I ate a pizza, and that pizza is why last week's episode came out a day late. Oh, that's the reason. Yeah, that pizza destroyed my body for a day. Jesus. And... I just I just could not get the episode out, and then I finally did. See, this is really rough, because I don't know if this is... So, yeah, you tell me if this is the case, but being a vegetarian, do you find that a lot of the times the options you are given is something cheese-based? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do feel that way. Because yeah. a lot of the time it's yeah, like, yeah. well, if someone can't have meat, then obviously they'll have cheese. <laughs> Oh, I would love to have some cheese. Thank you. you, But I am unable to. No, my diet, I think, from this point forward is mainly going to be rice and things that are associated with rice. Mm. Grain-based foods. Just a very grain-based diet. Tofu is in there. Beans, absolutely Mm. love a good bean. How do you feel about tofu? Vegetables, stuff like that. Um... I like tofu, actually. I do. I think that you've got to prepare it right. Oh, for sure. I think that a lot of people are like, you know, the the tofu that they're eating is like poorly, un- poorly prepared, poorly made, poorly seasoned. If seasoned at yeah, all, like like not pressed in properly. a lot of ways. 
in a lot of ways, you uh, kind of do have to treat tofu in the same way that you would uh, a, an actual meat. Mm, yes. Um, you know, and it, you know, you've got to, you've got to properly season it. You've got to, you know, create that crispy layer. Yeah. You've got to like really treat it right. Yeah. Um, but if you do treat it right, it's, it's a great ingredient. And I, I really do like tofu. Um, oh, fucking curry. Curry is another thing that I gotta learn how curry to make. Curry slaps. You gotta, gotta make so many curries. A lot of Asian and Hispanic cuisine is still open yes. to me. Um, and Asian and, and Hispanic cuisine f- fucking rules yeah. and is incredibly dope. That's all this bitch hates. <laughs> By this bitch, I mean yeah. me. Yeah. And, you know, there are, if there's, there are like cheese curries and stuff, but like, to be that honest. sentence sounded very bad. <laughs> most people, I've been, I've been in a restaurant and had a cheese curry and it was pretty good, mm-hmm. but like, it's no replacement for mm-hmm. the, for like a good like spice yeah. curry but speaking of food but, you know what goes in curry a lot <laughs> coriander and sometimes ginger maybe <laughs> should have named the album coriander <laughs> it should have been named coriander honestly oh my god well this cilantro album hey we are here technically to talk about the new uh Rockhampton album ginger that dropped like yeah. what, like how many like four days ago or some shit. Four four days ago, and this episode will be up uh a a week and some change after the uh yeah after the uh, album has Roughly dropped. T- what was that like nine ten days ten days maybe something, something like, like that, that. like nine nine ten days yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so. It's always interesting when we have an album retrospective or we're talking about like a recent event, typically Brockhampton, but we've also mm-hmm. done like we've mm-hmm. done Kaliuchi's, we've done Hosea, et cetera, et cetera. It's the sort of thing yeah. of like you want to get it out and you want the people to hear your thoughts, obviously. That's why we're doing it. But it's also the thing of For like- sure. I know that- months from now, maybe even weeks from now, I will have percolated more and I will have more to say on this album. So it's hard. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess it's just good to start this off by saying, hey, this is being recorded like four days after the album came out. Uh, Both of us have Mm -hmm. listened to it uh, through several times, but I am guessing Mars has done it like twice as many times as me. But I've listened to it a lot. Yeah, I've listened maybe three, four, four times, maybe. Uh, oh, my voice is I've break. listened, ooh, I've listened, I spent like all last, all yesterday, mm. pretty much, listening to it over and over mm. again. So, my thoughts on it developed kind of quickly, but I really don't feel like I'm, I have a full understanding of the album yeah. yet, to be honest. Yeah, so, so that's just the, the disclaimer is we're recording this a couple of days after the release. So, uh, what we're saying here is just our sort of, um, I don't know, like our sort of innate, like, first thought instinct. This is, this is the feeling yeah. of the album. It might develop in the future, uh, and it might change, but, um, this is where we're recording it. This is, these are our thoughts. This is a time capsule. So let's fucking yeah. party. I mean, every episode that we do is a, is sort of a time capsule. True. There are definitely songs that we have covered on the show that I have covered on the show that I'm like, kind of wish that I did it differently or didn't do it at all. Yeah. Same. Um, uh, funny that i funny that i funny that early on i uh actually brought a cardi b song well 
We didn't know. Yeah, well, we it's certainly. Mm. Um and like I mean it's it I, it's still a good song is the problem. Yeah. Wait, actually, no. Actually the song that I brought was a bad song. Oh wait, no, cuz that was a was it was it a good song with a bad feature or No, no, no. It was a it was a song uh, uh a song you hated on an album you <gasps> oh, loved. Oh yeah. Was that yeah. the 21 Savage yeah. one? Am I thinking of the same song? Yeah. 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 Yeah, where he just spends the whole song uh, negging her yeah. super God, hard, which is weird. Bitch. I hate that guy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're anyway. not talking about 21. We're talking about yeah. Hampton Brock. We're talking about first name Brock, last name Hampton. Him. First name Brock, last name Hampton. Uh, we're talking about okay. him. <laughs> so we're not going to... In the past, with album retrospectives, we've sort of done like a, a song by song breakdown. Mm. And that takes a long time to do. And I don't, it's whatever. Um, so we're just, we're approaching it in a kind of new way. And we're just going to talk about it in a more general sense and see where it yep. goes. We, so yep. we don't have solid plans for this episode nah. as we're going. Nah. We we probably will talk about um, a handful of songs, but uh, yeah, it's more generally for sure, like, for sure. And I think that's a it's a good way to look at an album because if you're looking at an album, you're looking at an experience, and you're looking at what the mm. album does as a whole, not the tracks on it, the album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, I I think I think in the future, I think I want to do more album retrospectives. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think especially we were talking uh, uh, about doing like ones for albums that are like uh, years old yeah we were talking about doing uh uh humans i think humans yeah yeah i i think i think that would that would be good mm. to have like w- especially with albums that have been around for a while to have more developed yeah. thoughts yeah. about them um i think it's something we like maybe we can like commit to to doing an album retrospective like every month or every other month or something like yeah, that. yeah absolutely maybe maybe we'll talk about it off yeah. there all right, so I um, would like to know so, from my friend Mars, yes. what is just like maybe one or two sentences, what are your first thoughts about Ginger, listening through it a couple times now? Uh, it, that's a, It's a difficult question because that's kind of evolved over the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. When I heard it for the first time when it released, uh, I wasn't into it. Really, really? Like, har- hardly at all. Yeah, huh. um, yeah. I I enjoyed, um, you know, I enjoyed Boy Bye. Obviously, I um, enjoyed No Halo, um, but like a lot of the album didn't feel super penetrable to me, and um, it uh, th- like especially like the back half of the album just didn't really click, and and I couldn't necessarily distinguish the songs. Mm. But that that has happened with with a lot of albums that I've ended up really enjoying. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't listen to it another time until uh, a couple days later, until yesterday, where I just, like, sat down and listened to it over and over again. Um, and as that has sort of developed, uh, I've come around to really, really enjoying this album. And uh, I think that it's, like, a really... It's a really impactful and it's sometimes difficult emotional, like, ride, and um, the songs tackle a lot of really challenging stuff in a lot of places, but it also feels like, you know, they're just... 
it it feels like they're yelling into the air a little bit and not they you know they don't want any feedback or anything you know they're just trying to make it out yeah um and uh there are like tiny little bits of the album that I still don't particularly love, but overall, I think this album is is really fantastic. I'm a big fan of it. Hmm. All right. What about you, Miles? I took a lot of sentences, so I guess you just did go take off one or two more than I. Yes. Uh. So yeah. Uh, uh. Upon first listening, like they do pop some of the uh, tracks that they had released as singles, sort of towards the top. So I was a bit more gripped with those ones being a bit more familiar with them uh and similarly like as we progressed like i sort of dipped in the middle and i sort of um sort of spaced a bit while listening to it and then i sort of came back in uh maybe i don't even know what song it would have been maybe at like i've been born again maybe uh or or maybe yeah because it's a song that you heard before yeah and and i was kind of like oh okay yeah like i'm sort of back in here and then um and and when big boy hit when big boy hit a I shifted really dramatically in how I was thinking about the mm. album um, because we were really like joking about uh, – well, I was laughing about the track name Big Boy. Um, yeah. Because, uh, again, like it's this thing of like we really didn't know where this album was going to go and we were sort of talking like, hey, this feels more like a sequel to the Saturation Trilogy than a follow-up to Iridescence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after listening to it, I'm like, I don't I don't know if it's related to either of those projects. It, it's not. It's not related to either of those projects, like at yeah, all. It's like there are entirely there's like, its own thing. There's like one sample in one song. I think in Sugar, maybe. It, I think it was Sugar. Yeah, like the one the the uh, the record spinny. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which you know is a reference to a couple of songs on the Saturation trilogy. Um, but like that speaks more to me as like not a callback or not to be in direct association with that album necessarily, as mm. more as being just a part of their collective noise identity. Yeah. Uh, um, I I think it it might be both because obviously there are songs and verses on this album that very directly relate to those times. Yes. Um, and and we will get into that. I think like yeah, like after I listened to Big Boy. I think that's when I sort of- Yeah, I want to talk about Big Boy. That's when I sort of started to figure out, like, my feelings towards this album. Because at the beginning, again, I was sort of looking at these title tracks. I was like, okay. And I was just hearing a lot of, like, good Brockhampton songs, but I couldn't quite place what this as an album was. And then it was at that moment where it really clicked that Ginger is- a really beautiful response to uh because Brockhampton is such a internet and public band like they formed through the internet they're very internet facing they're very startup got really popular because they have so many good ideas like we've we've talked about these sort of themings before um and yeah. i think it's a great response to these people who say that either Brockhampton is a hip hop act or it is a boy band and there's no mix room between. Oftentimes it is just mm-hmm. saying that like, oh, it's just a hip hop act, which is reductive and not true. And a lot of the time that's through some internalized racism because they see black members in the group and they're like, well, that can't be a boy band. Uh, and I've experienced mm-hmm. that with some people I've talked to about Brockhampton and they're like, oh, yeah, they just like rap and stuff. And I'm like, it's kind of more than that. It's Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful mix of like – 
style, genre, like range of emotions, theme, sound, like it's it's this whole yeah. soundscape. And I feel like this album is like going in this really uh, wonderful and unique R&B direction for them, uh, where they had a lot of different emotions and a lot of like, yeah. uh, to me, this is a morning album. Like it feels- I agree. I absolutely agree. It, yeah. I mean, obviously with the dearly departed- Yeah. And- We will get- to dearly departed. Yeah, like uh, Mars sent me a message, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that was just like, I feel like I could do a whole episode just on dearly departed. And I was like, yeah, it's like, it's involved. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's incredibly involved. We'll get into yeah. it. I think that might be in the second half of the episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. I, I do want to talk about Big Boy a little bit. I would bit. love to talk about Big Boy. Big Boy and Sugar uh, yes. the, are two songs that have the only two moments in this album that, as of right now, I think sound bad. <laughs> and I just want to get that out of the sure. way, because I, I think the album sounds great for the majority of it, like the vast majority of it. Mm-hmm. But there are two verses... That I think sound bad. Okay, <laughs> and it's 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 Kevin Abstract's opening verse on Big Boy, and it's uh, Don McLennan's opening verse on Sugar to a lesser extent, and it uh, is purely because of the incredibly overbearing auto tune. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Uh, Kevin's. Like I, I, I'm not against auto tune. I'm not against using tuning tools to change how your voice sounds in music. I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm not against it. Uh, what I don't like is the super like heavy auto tune sound that is, you know, it's like, like especially in songs where it's just like everyone else sounds normal and then all of the sudden there's this incredibly obvious autotune voice i think the the sort of misconception about autotune is that it's used to like hide the fact that someone can't sing that's not what it's used for and i think you know like like t-pain for example I don't like T-Pain's music very much at all. It's entirely because of his autotune. He's very much known for it. Um, I just think that it's it, a lot of times it's really overbearing. I think it's, it's really abrasive. It, it doesn't really work for me. Um, but like without autotune, he is a still a really good singer. Um, he has a great voice and he knows how to use it and he is using those chops. He's using that, um, that his voice control really well under like with the knowledge that it's going to be auto tuned. Like it's a, it's a tool that 
that artists use for a variety of reasons. And I think the um, the main reason why Kevin Abstract specifically uses it is I think it's at least partially because he wants to create a sense of distance between the lyrics and the person, um, you know, for whatever reason. And I think that's fine. And I think as an artistic choice, it makes sense. I just think it sounds bad here. And I think it sounded fine and good el- elsewhere on this album and elsewhere in songs that they've done. I just think they did it too too much on, on Kevin Abstract's verse in Big Boy. And to be honest, the Don McLennan uh, verse on Sugar, it's a little bit grating but, uh, because of the autotune, but it's, it's not that bad. Uh, and, and I'll get used to it. I'll get used to both of these things as it goes. Um, and Kevin Abstract's verse on, on Big Boy, uh, doesn't make it a bad song in my eyes. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's something that I'll eventually get used to. And I, you know, I still listen to it and push through it, but, um, cause the rest of the song is, is really good. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I think the Big Boy might be actually one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, because, it was this shockingly insightful moment uh, on this album. And not to say that any of the other tracks are any less impactful, but it was this moment where I felt like there was a a change in the narrative. Um, and I really, I do really connect with songs about masculinity and especially in this case, toxic masculinity and how growing up and being told to grow up and, and act a certain way can be really damaging, even for dudes who are like fairly happy with being stereotypical dudes. Um, and how it's still very damaging. And, and it comes at a time, uh, so ContraPoints, Natalie Wynn just uploaded a video about uh, talking about how the men's rights movement is totally like whack as fuck, but there needs to be something done about male loneliness and how a lot of the time, and I really relate to this, there's no sense of community. And after transitioning, I like before that, I always had a connection with other women. And I was always like, this is a person I can talk to. There's something intrinsic about you I can talk to about. And with other dudes, I'm like, I don't recognize anything in you. Like there's still a very big otherness to it. And I don't know if other dudes feel like that, but it is like this moment where I really connected like with this song and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Uh, And growing up in like different environments and and growing up and how you combat or develop into masculinity um yeah and so like that came as like a sort of a a a jolt to me when listening to this album um yeah and and i think the sound of it is is really interesting and how it sort of interrupts the flow of the album Hmm. yeah uh i i i definitely i mean it's it's for me, I think Big Boy on initial listen was the song that I liked the least. Um, not for any lyrical reason, because on first listen, I did not really connect or understand any of the lyrics. Um, and it's, it's taken several listens and several trips to look in at, at, at Genius Lyrics to, to, to understand what's actually going on in this album. Um, but, uh, I think just like, yeah, on first listen, it was just like, it contributed to this, this like, weird, like, yeah, like this otherness on this album, right? That it's, 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 it's stuck out in a serious way. Um, but like, 
I was already not necessarily feeling hot on the album at the time, and um, it didn't sound like what I was sort of expecting or, or at the time thought that I wanted from the album. Uh, and, you know, like it, it ended up not not clicking with me until later. Um, but, you know, present day, I, I still don't know that I would count it among my favorites, but I do enjoy it. I do think that it is a, uh, a really like... I mean, I just, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of the, the chorus and it, you know, it obviously goes down to, to what you're talking about. And I think like in this song, like I think, you know, Kevin is pretty consistently both in the chorus and in his verse playing this, this sort of like hyper masculine character to like, to like, um, in, in a, in a sort of way, like he, he kind of goes back and forth, um, you know, between like saying things in character and then addressing them, uh, in, you know, in his way. Um, and it just sort of sets up this sort of tone mm. of this song. Yeah. The way that Kevin, uh, navigates, like how he writes and produces and, and sings and raps is always really interesting. And I feel like, especially looking at like as a black gay man, I feel like the way that he navigates masculinity and, like, I don't know all the details about his, like, upbringing and everything, obviously, or about his personal life, uh, just because that's not really what I look into with musicians or celebrities. But, like, I think the way that he navigates his identity with his music is always really interesting and and the way that he plays on masculinity. And, yeah, a lot of the times he can be this, like, really over-the-top masculine figure. And, and I, it does make me wonder, like, if it is some kind of, like – play on a stereotype that's supposed to be overt or if it's like a way of him to cope or if it's supposed to be detected and talked about and understood as a parody it's always very interesting I, to be honest i i i don't think that brockhampton ever writes or wants anything to be interpreted <laughs> damn straight they um they are they they're really the ghosts of the yeah. music industry. Yeah. I remember Don't think about when me. remember when every member of the group was super active on like Twitter and stuff and mm-hmm. constantly post and Kevin would post stuff like, Oh, looks like Matt is you know like oh Why like, is Matt getting all the attention? <laughs> Well, why Matt getting all the attention? And then he would spread like rumors that Bareface and and another member were were like kissing and stuff like that. That's awful. Um, it, it was yeah, it was kind of Kevin. It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird to be honest. Uh, and then uh, and then just and then just like yeah, everyone disappeared off Twitter. Pretty much, yeah. Um, which Kevin, like, Kevin was like fucking active. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, like Kevin would start Twitter fights with like random people commenting on his photos. <laughs> uh, Kevin would always uh, do stuff like, uh, "Hey, uh, go here," or reply with this, or you know, talk, use this hashtag or whatever, and I'll follow you. Uh, and I don't think he ever did follow anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Um, you know, and yeah, like now they've sort of taken a more distant approach. Um, and yeah. to be honest, like, uh, I, mm, 
I want to talk about Dearly Departed, but I don't think we're there yet. I was yet. just about to say, yeah, like, I, we will get to it, but, like, uh, all of that is very much contrasted with Dearly Departed. And I, I, let's put a pin in it. Yeah, we'll put I a pin in it. Put a pin um, in Dearly Departed and being yeah. related to, like, uh, uh, famousness and, and yeah. popularity. Uh, so, uh, so you've mentioned, so, um, you had some shortcomings with Big Boy, you had some shortcomings with Sugar. I actually found the Sugar was, like, a really interesting one for me because it's so saccharine. It's, like, a really, like, I, it's very interesting. Like, I'm not sure if I love it or I hate it, but it's a very, like, oh, this is different. Like, this is different. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, apart from, because we are going to go more in depth with Dearly Departed and we have gone in depth with Boy Bye, what is or what are one or two of your favorite tracks from this album? Uh, I, I, okay. Honest answer. I think like St. Percy mm, is, okay. is one of my favorites. Um, I, I also am a, a big fan of love me for life. Uh, I think it's a, it's a really, it's a really interesting song in terms of, uh, it's, production and it's also a really interesting song in terms of um i sort of thinking of it think of it as the sort of antithesis to saint percy Mm. like saint percy is definitely i think the song on the album alongside boy bye that are the most i guess traditional rap stuff sure you gotta you gotta be honest with me do you Mm -hmm. also like love me for life because of the the dracula verse (laughs) Well, okay, look. The vampire fanatics. There are some vampire th- fanat- uh, fanatics. I'm a vampire fanatic. We know. Um, but, uh, I mean, they're, sh- uh, sure, I guess. But, like, at the same time, like, I, I think Joba's verse on the- Okay, here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say because we gotta listen to some of these songs. Let's let's listen to "Love Me for Life." Okay, right now. For sure. Spinning my gay soul, all on some fake clothes. When I change, never sing. This in my place, though. South Central, all my homies know. If I could go, I would just wait though. Anyways, gotta go. Disregard what I say. Grain of salt, sprinkle some over the shoulder. Lucky strike, felt the list, don't push me, K. Sensitive, abrasive, stab you in the face. Keep a blade, have a sex, had to raise the stakes. Dracula in a cave, a bit lonely, man. So. So. Oh, what did you think? Uh, oh, what did you think? What, what, yeah, I guess, I guess, what did I think, huh? Um, <laughs> what did we think? What did we think about Love Me for Life? Um, I, yeah, so this was not one that I highlighted as one that I wanted to talk about, Um, but I do, it's a really, it's an interesting one, because there's a lot of different, like, all of the things, like, the, the verses, like, they don't quite, like, thematically need to go together, but, like, all together they do make a really interesting uh, uh picture. Yeah. Um, and I'm still, yeah, I'm sort of still, like, negotiating my brain, like, why they would put verses about, like, you know, aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape shit, uh, on this? Or, like, you know, uh, uh, being bloodthirsty but wanting to show emotions in, in Joba's Dracula verse, mm. um, with this whole message of, uh, I will love you. I'll love you forever. Um, um so here's my, yeah. here's my thoughts on it, right? Mm. So each, 
Kevin, Joba, Merlin. They're each, uh, they're each sort of coming at it with a, a different, they're, they're telling different stories, but it's all a sort of, these are just sort of their, um, uh, Kevin and, and Joba especially are talking like very sort of real, like domestic stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Merlin comes in, picks up the energy a little bit, but at the same time is talking about like a lot of like more like worldwide worries. Yeah. Um, in a, in a sort of, yeah. Uh, and, and then like, you know, the, these three artists are coming together. They're, they're talking about the, uh, the, you know, shit that worries them. And then Bareface is coming in, not with a, I, I don't interpret it as that he's talking about romantic love. I think that he's talking about it as like, um, more as in like a framing device for the song about, uh, like more like a, a message to people listening and the people in their lives of, I know that we're going through issues. I know that we're not perfect people and that there are troubles going on in the world and in our band. And, you know, I, I hope that you'll still love the band. I hope that you will still love us. I hope you'll still love me, even despite all of this. I think it's a. I think that's a really beautiful interpretation, Moss. Yeah, I think that's the, the sort of multi-layered thing. I do want to talk mm. uh, about Joba and Merlin's verses specifically. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I really want to talk about Merlin's actually. Um, so I want to talk about Joba because it has this sort of like, you know, like you know, he name drops Dracula. He has this all of these vampire imageries. Uh, I mm. but to me, this is a very like. I think it's very interesting that Joba opens this verse with, anyways, gotta go, disregard what I say. Yeah. Uh, grain of salt, sprinkle some sh- over the shoulder, A. Um, he, like, he's like everything that I've been talking about up to this point on the album. Cause this is, this, this is the second to last song in the album. This is his last verse on the album. Uh, and mm. he's like, you know, like, I think he's talking it with these two first two lines. He's talking directly to the audience of like with everything that i do on this band there is this air of it being not real you know yeah it's i'm an entertainer i'm here to to you know have fun a lot of his contributions Trip, yeah Trip has the fantastical sort of verses yeah uh, a, a lot of times on his verses he uh you know he is the one coming in with a like verse about a fantasy world where he is a adventurer um and like there's more to that verse than that obviously but like you know he's he's coming in with this or, or like in the videos he's being chased by aliens or he is like contorting his face in a weird way but on this yeah. verse it sounds more like he's just talking you know and he he's singing but like he's just having this sort of like earnest conversation i think why it opens with anyway has got to go disregard what i say grain of salt sprinkle some over the shoulder a is because he's like this is my last verse on the album you know there is a grain of salt to everything that i said but like i want to be real with you for a second before we get out of yeah. here and and i think that's really emphasized with like the last three lines mm-hmm. of his verse as well yeah um the like now where did i go where do we go how do we grow how should i know feel responsible ir- 
intolerable displaced insane Mm -hmm. it's yeah yeah and i i relate to this verse a lot to be honest he is talking a lot i think that you know for the bulk of it he's just sort of talking in metaphor a lot about just sort of a day in his life of like yeah hanging out with someone and you know like because you need to feel something and you need to feel a connection but like it doesn't necessarily it still feels distant and you feel like kind of a like a domestic vampire sucking the energy away from people and you know you go away and you end up thinking about uh you know what you actually want from the relationship of like like the kind of rapport that you want to have, but you just can't because you're not in that place. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, you know, feeling that you're just not being a fun or good, like a fun person or a, like that people want to be around. Uh, and I think that especially comes like coming from Joba, especially coming off of the like, I know I play a character a lot of the time, but I want to be real for a second that he starts the verse with like this, like feeling that he's sharing about not feeling like he's able to have a connection and then having that alongside the fact that he's always this sort of over-the-top personality in his music yeah yeah it's not it's not a direct correlation but it is interesting and, and thematically you know important yeah it does feel like that like yeah like the only way i can communicate with people um is to do it in this kind of way this kind of silly mm-hmm. supernatural way yeah and, you know, uh, and nothing to say about, you know, his personal life and interactions with folks. No, but, I, yeah, well, I have no idea. Um, uh, but it is like, it, it's like this, like, <laughs> conversation about vulnerability and paranoia in a lot of ways. Um, and not thinking that even if he he wanted to, he could. Um, that's just what it feels like to me. Uh, and again, like with the, like this whole verse, like to me, it really feels like, especially, and we will get into Dearly Departed, but I feel like this really relates to the morning I was talking about with the themes earlier. Yeah. Of like, like, it's, it's almost like, um, oh, this is going to get way too, <laughs> way too deep for, for just before the break. But like, it really feels like uh, if you're a child of like, I don't know, divorce or something, and you sort of are a goofball about it, and you don't want to like show your actual feelings about it. And people don't take what you're saying seriously. And it is those last lines of like, how do we grow? How should I know? Yeah. Like, I feel simultaneously responsible, but also, like, I'm not taken seriously. Like, I'm insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is, like, it's a really fucking interesting way of looking at it, I think. It is, again, like, I, it's a really relatable verse. I, I really enjoy it. Um, and then Merlin. Let's talk about, let's talk Merlin. I just, like, if this is a song, like, again, like we're saying with, like, Bareface, and I think your interpretation is wonderful of that, like... I hope that you as the listener still loves us and still loves me. I think that like if we're looking at it through that lens, which I like, I think Merlin's verse is really interesting and I feel like it's kind of this simultaneous like love of family and love of community mm-hmm. and this sort of showing of like gestures of love. Um and it's this like, you know, I am showing that by being successful and if people throw dirt on me, I'm going to grow out of it. Yeah. And I will defend my community and 
I will, like, kill police officers for what they've done to my community because the time for inaction is over. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's this really, like, it's, it's almost fanatical. It's like, it's a very signature Merlin intensity. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, in the, in the middle of his verse, he has, um, uh, you know, he, he is talking about, um, I just spying on your hoe from a space. Yeah, I, I, I love the two lines. Fuel ain't really made of fossils. Um, which, it's just a funny line to be in the middle of this. Um, it is. But, like, I get where he's coming from of, like, you know, I, I actually, I don't necessarily know that I get where he's coming from. I thought I did, but then I thought about it and I was like, I don't necessarily know. But that's fine. But, um, you know, like, whatever. But the, the, the uh, spying on your hoe from a SpaceX rocket. <laughs> I mean, it's just silly. It's just silly. <laughs> Melon, you goof. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there is uh, Merlin's Wood. Whoa. Merlin's Wood. <laughs> wow. Freudian yeah. slip. Uh, I mean, they do, they, they do call him Willy Willy. Is that what, in, in one of his songs, did he not insist on being called Willy Willy? In, in Boogie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. They they just want to suck his willy. That's a line yeah. in that song. Yeah, you're right. Everybody want to suck on willy. Yeah. Um, Which, why would you, why would, why would that be your nickname? Anyway. If, sorry. <laughs> how long do you think before Merlin Wood, in a, in a song, calls his, his, his downstairs situation, his wee-wee? <laughs> How long? Because, like, it is a surprisingly common thing in rap music for some fucking reason. I'm gonna say in 20 songs. And I don't know how that's gonna be distributed throughout Mm -hmm. albums. Sure. But I think 20 songs deep from now. 20 songs that he's on. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh... There will be a wee wee reference. Okay, all right. Because I think if anybody on Brockhampton is going to do it, it would be Merlin. It's Merlin, and then second place Joba. Yeah, maybe Joba, maybe. Yeah. Um, but if Mer- but if Merlin did it first, Joba wouldn't. No, he wouldn't step on it. Yeah. Wouldn't step on the wee wee. Let's the never pee-pee. let's never say that again. So with that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take it to the break. Hey, let's let's take it. To the break. Oh, let's break it down. It's Lucio time. It's Lucio time. One, two, three, let's go. Hi, hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hi. All right. So we have two songs. We've got two songs that we need to talk about. Um, that I guess really like that make this album. Yeah. Um, I guess before we get into that, what is what is one song that you like have a sentence on that you would like to share? Oh, um. Oh, I had one. Where is it? I have done this. Oh, here it is. Okay. Ahem. So, uh, uh, if you pray right is is another one that I, yeah. I really enjoyed. Um, because like, so it is. It's a. It's sort of um the second half of Heaven Belongs to You, which I wasn't like super big into Heaven Belongs to You, but I really like If You Pray Right. Um, 
And uh, I, I, it's like I think it's the most explicitly religious song on the album. Yeah, uh, and I like that it incorporated a lot of instruments and samples that were to me very reminiscent of like, especially and specifically Istanbul, not Constantinople. By they might be giants. Oh yeah! Now that you mention it, it's yeah. very like, like, like I think it's like a trumpet or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's very like. Again, with, like, how on um, Boy Bite it had that very, like, Western saloon piano. Yeah. I like how If You Pray Right has this weird 90s uh, uh, trumpety sound. Yeah. So, that's my other one that I really liked. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I have, I have two. I have one that is literally just a couple of words. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I, I do want to talk about St. Percy for a second. Um uh, on I was I, I've been born again. I want to talk about Merlin's verse really quick because it's just it's a I just want to talk about the last two lines. Mm. Um, she's so bad. I let her touch my butt. Mer- I loved it, Merlin. What the fuck, Merlin? What the fuck? And he sells it so hard. Ex- <laughs> but but I do want to say, does is Merlin Woods so vanilla that he thinks that touching somebody touching his butt is like a controversial sex thing? Yeah, because it's like it's either one of two things, right? It's either like he's implying that pegging might happen, or he is just implying <laughs> a woman has touched my butt. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Um. Never done that before. Like, it's not that crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's definitely, uh, definitely a weird one. Um. Merlin, what the fuck indeed. Yeah, Merlin, what, what the fuck? But like, I mean, God, again, I like it's, it's fine. It's fun to listen to, for sure. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, I do want to talk about St. Percy for a second, just because it sounds so fucking good. Mm. Uh, it, it is a song that I have listened to probably the most on the album, just because it sounds so fucking good. Um, it is also the song of the album that is definitely the most, um, like, it's the, it's the least sad. Song. It's the most sexual. It's also the most sexual, for sure. Um, most explicitly, for sure. Um, mm. uh, and God, just Matt Champion's verse and delivery on St. Percy is- With that signature Matt Champion so fucking, fucking sensual, sensual yeah. verse from Matt. <laughs> um, obviously, for me, it didn't read that way, because- that means nothing to me, but it is it's a very cool sounding verse. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, this is a song. It's got bars. This is a song that like everybody gets a little bit of uh, heat on. Mm. Um, I love that the uh, the I love Merlin's outro. It's just yeah. You know, I feel like you can always count on Merlin and Matt to come in and just fuck shit up for a second. Yeah, honestly, yeah, um, in very different but equally chaotic ways. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, um. Fucking Matt Champion probably chose to get in that glass box. Certainly. It was probably his idea, to be honest. That was his glass box. Yeah, he found it by the (laughs) ocean. He had it. He found it by the ocean, and he fucking brought it to- the rest of the band and was like, hey, you mind if I get in this? He sleeps in it standing up. Yeah. Um, like a coffin. All right. So that's that's it. We got to talk about Dearly so, Departed. Yeah. So you want to do Dearly Departed first? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So fucking sh- holy shit, damn. Dearly Departed. Yeah. Um, hey. So again, like like we were, yeah. So this is something I've never seen before on, on oh. GeniusLyrics.com. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it on, on the sidebar, it will tell you like how many people are viewing the uh, lyrics page. Yes, and I've been sort of going through the lyrics pages. I had them all open, uh, pretty much. For a long time, uh, I've closed them all now because we're kind of past that point for the most part. Um, mm. but like, oh, like, obviously people are looking at these oftentimes when we're doing the show, like, it'll be like two people viewing and then it's like, oh, that's us. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Big Boy has 17 people, Victor Roberts has 22, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, there are 210 people looking at the Dearly Departed lyrics Damn, page. Baby. And what I've never seen before is A, that amount of people looking at the lyrics at the same time. But also, they have a unique icon where it's it's a it's it's a little fire to be like this is this is a hot lyrics page hot track hot track i've never seen that before and maybe it's just because we don't cover like pop music a lot so we're not like especially current pop music so we don't yeah well so i i have victor roberts and uh dearly departed open victor roberts has 58 and dearly departed has 176 on my refresh yeah so it might be different on someone else's but But, like that's a fucking big difference yeah um, so like, for certain, Dearly Departed is probably the, if, if you've been following Brockhampton and you heard this album and you've like really listened to Dearly Departed and especially if you, cause like the first hint, really, if you're like, half paying attention to the song like like Dominic Lennon's verse at the end will wake you the fuck up and make you think about the yeah. rest of the song um yeah for sure uh and uh it's clear that uh this is like the song that everyone is wanting to talk about um, this is the T song this yeah this is Let's listen to it. Let's fucking listen to it. Let's fucking listen to it. Let's fucking listen to it. Right the fuck now. Yeah, right the fuck now. Right the fuck now. You want to fucking go? Yeah. You want to go on a date? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hey, I'm Joey. (laughs) Yeah. I'm Joey Wheel over here. Uh, Here's the thing, too. Dearly Departed is um, basically directly in the middle of the album. Yeah. It is the bisection. Yeah. Uh, Also, also, we'll talk about it later, but I think it's very thematic that Dearly Departed comes right before I've been born again. Oh, interesting. Well, that also goes in with all the themings of religion. I think that's very interesting. For sure, for sure, for okay, sure. Okay, so. Hey, let's listen to this song. Let's fucking listen. I know myself, me and the obstacles now. I done shit on myself too much and I know how to move properly now. On the property now, money gets fouled, keep your wits about you. They stretch the truth longer than an hour. Eyes full of evil, mouth full of vile, they tracing your smile. Stay alert, big dog. Only one life is offered to you. Fucking damn, as yeah. Fucking <sighs> okay, okay. All right. So God. Okay. Okay. All right. We got to get into this. We got to fucking get into this. Okay. And seriously, like I know that, like sometimes, uh, if you're listening at home, you don't always listen to the songs that we bring. But this one, I think, is worth it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So All right. so, we're so at the at the top. So th- 
we mentioned so at the top we we mentioned that this was a very much so a mourning album uh, or has yes. themes of mourning themes of death themes of religion throughout and this is yeah. like the most literal and like straight off the cuff like this is what both this song is about and what this album and to an extent what our music will be and what has been since this mm-hmm. shit went down like this yeah. is the explanation this is the public service announcement this is it yeah um so okay largely and i'm gonna say his name once and then from out from after this point we will exclusively refer to him as um, Shitface, Fuckface. I think is a good one. Fuckface, Shitface, something like that. Yeah. Um, so this track focuses on uh, the uh, former member of Brockhampton, part of the original group, uh, Amir Vaughn. Uh, he is a incredible shithead. Mm-hmm. He fucking sucks super hard. Yeah. And this isn't, like, I don't know if people have listened to our previous conversations about Brockhampton. If you're not in the know, uh, we probably won't get into it, but Shitface is... We're not just saying, like, oh, he has bad music, like, he is a bad person. Like, he's done quite awful things. Yeah, and I think we kind of have to get into it at least a little bit. I don't want to... I, I don't want to dig up a lot of old dirt. I think, like, honestly, like, we wouldn't be talking about him if not for the fact that they brought it up. Mm, that's very true. You know, like, we're not here to, um, like, like I said, like, dig up dirt and, you know, do this whole big thing. Like, we're just talking about what- What we know. What we know and specifically what they are talking about in specific terms on this song. Yeah. Um, so, so, so this song is yes. about, uh, it has, uh, how many verses is this? It has a verse from Kevin, from, well, a chorus from Jobo, uh, a verse from Matt and a verse from Dom. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, all of them are very unique, uh, talking about people that they've lost. And it's an interesting one because, uh, it, it is about fuckface and, and also a general, uh, loss song. And it's not specifically Mm -hmm. death. This is a loss in, in their words. Uh, and Matt talks about death in his family. Um, and how, uh, the result of fuckface being a fuckface and what happened, the fallout afterwards has caused him to clam up around people. And he's afraid of people dying and he's afraid of losing more people. Um, and how, uh, a lot of these verses and in Kevin's verse, especially addressing how, like, you feel like you can't trust people anymore. And yeah. that is horrible to experience. It's truly yeah. horrible. In in a lot of Yes, there there are sort of three sort of distinct storylines happening in this song. Not all directly talking about it, although Dom is very much directly talking about him. Dom on this track, I mean, like seriously, Dom is like Dom's a fucking superstar yeah. on every track he's on this album. Yeah. Dom is a fucking superstar. This song, it it goes. Like, yeah. Dom and takes the track and makes it yeah. a fucking moment. I I, th- I think that we should talk about Dom's first last. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um... We can go chronologic. Let's let's go let's go chronologic. Let's start mm. with Kevin. Kevin's 
I think it's really like, so you know how earlier we were talking about like masculinity and Kevin's relationship mm-hmm. to masculinity. He kind of talks about this, like on this verse of yeah, like- A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. his social media presence is supposed to be like, yeah, I'm like this dick bag, like, uh, I'm super like rich and famous now and I don't give a shit. Um, but it's like- well, if if that's what I'm showing to people, what's my actual identity uh, right. in a lot of ways? Um, and what is this lie I'm living that I'm pretending to be okay? Um, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really interesting response to grief. Uh, because sometimes people do just pretend like nothing happened and that they're totally chill. Um, yeah. And you can't do that. Yeah. It, it's the, the sort of... The other things that he's talking about on this album is like uh, not on this al- on this on this verse mm. um are like uh, especially this this last bit is like how because of fuckface's actions and because of how he lied to the other members of the group about what he was doing and what he was getting involved with yeah. um that like Kevin doesn't necessarily want to keep making music but he made the deal Brockhampton made the deal with RCA uh before everything about fuckface came out yeah and now he has to do a uh, Brockhampton has to do a six record deal and they're two al- albums in yeah. while going through all this. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, I, I think it's, like, really, like, to that point, like, those lines, um, uh, no lies about me. <laughs> I can't even speak. No lies about how me and my brother's been traumatized and I must keep creating truths and hooks to get out of this hell for myself. Seashells. Um, and, yeah, it really is that, like, well, I'm going to pretend to be okay. And I'm not going to talk to our record dealer about this. And we are just going to get through this deal. And it's kind of like to me implying that, yeah, like he might not keep making music after this. Or or maybe after the six record deal, Brockhampton dissipates. Yeah. And yeah. the individual members go on their own uh creative paths and maybe they you know similar to how like wu-tang clan will every like decade come out with a new Mm. collective album like maybe you know they do that but like i don't know we'll see yeah Um, it's hard to tell yeah um and like i i also think that and you know it's sort of talked about on this song too i think that they they're kind of saying like we might break out of this we might feel end up feeling better we might uh get back to having our own sort of identity and i think that there are that they are making movements in that direction anyway yeah but they're also asking for patience and understanding that like this is a really tough time for us this is a yeah. really weird time to be making music yeah it's it's very um, much so saying like I know you guys loved the what we did, like, on the Saturation Trilogy, but we might not ever do anything like that again. Even if it's, like, something that, like, all of us might want to do, it's not what Brockhampton should do. Yeah. Um, you know, and in a lot of ways, this is this album is, like, in the way that Iridescence was them just having a good explode for a, for a, a little bit. Yeah. And just, like, kind of taking a knife and slashing across like slashing a line across their their history yeah ginger is the fallout of that yeah and maybe the album after this is 
you know, something hopefully, you know, where they feel a little bit healthier. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe it isn't. Who knows? If, but, you know. If iridescence yeah. was getting the surgery to remove the tumor and ginger is the recovery period or ginger is the recuperation, the addressing of the issues, the trying to get better or the trying to change, I think is better Um, because change isn't necessarily a positive or a negative. It is just necessary. Um, Then I hope that whatever is next is someone that is whole again. It is a group Mm -hmm. that does not feel like something got removed. It feels like you were a healthy thing again and, and, and that it'll be okay uh, against hardships again. That it won't kill you. Um, let, let's 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 move on to Matt's verse. Yeah, I mean, we, you you kind of already talked about his verse a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. How he he sort of is talking about uh, again, like uh, it's it's really interesting. It's like. Um, yeah, it, it is, it's a mostly about family and, and these like expectations yeah. and like, again, this masculinity. I really like the line, like, wake up sweating at night, mind in a flight. Um, I don't yeah. get scared no more when I'm standing on the mountaintop. I'm afraid of people dying. Uh, and it's like, instead of these like sort of, um, base fears, he's developed anxiety fears, like, yeah, deep, inevitable I, I- fears. Oh fuck! That's that that line is actually thematic with the glass box. Oh shit! Oh, it's like it's like it's a dangerous situation to be in, but also like the most vulnerable thing is that everyone can see him. Yeah, the the vulnerable thing is it's fucking glass, and he's like twenty meters off the ground. Shit! Well, damn. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting like, and all of these are like in responses to this sort of grief, like we're talking about. And his is this, like, sort of, like, development of more fears and this development of, like, well, I feel like I need to keep certain people closer and exclude more people and to not be uh, as open-hearted in a lot of ways. And, and, and again, like, it's also about family dying and then going through that mourning process uh, and going, well, people are going to keep dying and it's going to keep hurting me. Uh, and how do yeah. you respond to that? Like, you can't just close your heart off to these people that you love, even if it will save you in the long run. Uh, so, is life worth the pain of it all? Um, and is connection worth that? Um, which I think is a fantastically insightful verse from Matt. Yeah. And then Dom comes in. Dom is in a like- therapy session, bitch. <laughs> Dom just wanted to yell and yell and yell, and I am just like, please get get the shit out. Um, yeah, Dom has a lot to say. Uh, the sort of, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to take too much time. He he talks about like there, there's this line. Uh, I got all my thoughts on records. Y'all won't ever hear. Uh, try to give it time. Yeah, this is in reference to the fact that uh, on on Ginger Radio, which I don't even know what that is. I um, believe they did a live stream. Yeah, they did. Well, they they did a live stream, but they also I, that might be in association with Beats One, maybe. Mm, true. Maybe a different thing. Not sure. Um, but Kevin Abstract revealed that there are they, that like they made like a hundred songs for the album Mm. and then cut it down to 12. Yeah. Um, And I think that it's just like, he's saying on this, on with this line, like, like we're going through a lot. I said a lot of stuff. 
that said a like, lot of stuff that is, wasn't right for this moment. Yeah, not not right for this moment. And also, I just needed to get my emotions out. Mm. Um, and like, also, like you know, you know, not every. I don't need to share everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I needed to, I needed to get that shit out there. Mm. Um, and like he he's also saying like you know again like give us give us time to heal, give us time to get through this. You know, and like whatever. You know, yeah. We'll see what what comes out the other side. Yeah. Um, uh, Dom's verse is this really great narrative of like it really hurts well, to well, listen to. Nar- narrative is a little true. It, 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 real life is what happened. Well, yeah, but narrative doesn't mean fiction. But it's this. It's his story of like doing so much for someone and again like we, we uh, on Matt's he sort of addressed this like opening your heart to have it broken Dom especially is highlighting yeah. that theme here like it is like I have given so much of myself to this person and to mm-hmm. everyone like in in Brockhampton in close to his life I'm assuming uh and to have that betrayed numerous times and yeah. and to feel implicit in that is awful there is this there's a specific story that he relates on this um mm. on this song uh it is in direct relation to a tweet that he made and is now deleted um talking about how fuckface uh set up a friend of dom yeah. uh to be robbed yeah and it's just like what the fuck yeah and uh and fuckface didn't admit to this yeah until after he left the group uh, and then just disappeared from their life and left this massive hole and left this um uh dom says uh that was all scam you won't understand pass the weight off to your friends and never face the truth because you never learned how to be a man yeah and he's just like you fucking just yeah, you can't face you... the consequences so you have to make other people do it yeah exactly like you did all of this you fucked with our lives you fucked with so many other people's lives you only brought hurt to everyone around you yeah and then you disappear and make it our problem yeah yeah it's saying you are not an adult you are a kid and you cannot face up to what you're doing but there is a there's the sentiment at the end of Dom's verse that I want to continue uh in is in the way that we talk about Brockhampton you know is that like you know he's He's this verse from his is scathing. It is just an absolute teardown. Mm. And, you know, but it's at the same time, he is, it's in reflection. Yeah. And he is saying, you know, he is admitting to himself that it is not his fault. He says that it's not his problem anymore. And that sort of like attitude carries through the rest of the verse of like, this all happened. It, fucking sucks he is a shithead and you know will never like i will never associate with him again yeah um at the same time you know i've i've said everything that i'm gonna say even if you don't get to hear it Mm. and you know we're we're moving on yeah and we are just it's not it's not our 
problem. He is not associated with us anymore. Yeah. He is not anything to us anymore. It's a big sense of finality, even though this might yeah. not be the ending. It is a sense of like tonally, like we are done. This isn't a conversation. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, and again, echoed by those last lines of like, you can talk to God about this and you can try and justify your actions, but I'm not going to listen anymore. You can't. Yeah be forgiven. Mm -hmm. I, it's done. Like, we have given you too much room to do this. And yeah. it's it's a really interesting narrative to, to, to see that, like, how people deal with, like, with this shit that they feel like they're responsible for, and even if they're not. And I, I think that's a really interesting thing to talk about with this album. And I think, yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, and, and we won't talk about it too much because we've gone a bit long. But I think this sentiment uh, going from uh, Dearly Departed to Victor Roberts, I think it ends yeah. on this brightness that was very yeah. necessary for this album because it's something that I don't think it's, Iridescence I mean, had. It, it kind of ends on brightness, but let's t the story that is being told in Victor Roberts is yeah. not very no, bright. Yeah. Tonally, musically, a hell of a uh, a ride. Um, just the implication, I suppose, is is the happy thing of of there's a new member of Brockhampton. Uh, potentially, uh, potentially, that has not been confirmed. Okay, but yes. Um, but yes, this this like collaboration with this uh, uh new person. Um, yeah, and it is like it's a very sad story, though. Yeah, let let's go ahead and listen to Victor Roberts. Yeah, it's another one of my favorites from the album. The boys peeped the Brillo pad and some glass tucked, and it's looking like my parents was up in here running all through that stash dump. But the fat cracked different than coke, plus the smoke wasn't close enough to choke me. Lord scrutiny, so mom could kick big facts of bruh. The truth is we held the back for this kid we took in, trying to part with his old ways. Maybe we all mistook him, cause I knew something was fucked up when he said, "Don't open nor look in this here satchel that I'll be back for in." A couple of minutes and hella hours later, like who I could get an hour later. What about cold food or cold food? Motherfucker put my family in danger. I blame myself for all of my anger. I never looked inside this stuff, so he never really needed to hide this stuff. When you show me what was really inside this stuff, I never had a clue. All right, so so okay, so I I think you're right. The the album does end on a sort of more positive note because there is more after Victor Roberts' verse. Mm. Uh, of of guest Ryan Beatty, who has shown up on just doing like little choruses and vocal things on uh, yeah. one or two songs on this album, uh, and Bareface. Yeah. Um, two of these very okay. sweet voiced boys. For sure, for sure. Um, I find it interesting that Ryan Beatty, a gay man, is saying, Thank God for my bitches still sticking with me. <laughs> See, listening to that, I was like, immediately, I was like, he's talking about bitches in the friend sense. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, I think that's that's probably what he's talking about. The thought didn't yeah. even occur to me <laughs> to think about it in, like, a romantic way. I'm like, no, man, it's my I, bitches. I, I, like, it's my bitches. To be, to be, to be honest, I, I don't think he's talking, I don't think there's, like, much of a hint of romance on this album at all. No, probably, like, um, sweet. I mean, uh, sugar. Maybe sugar. on sweet. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sugar. You're right. Maybe on sugar. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's talk about Victor Roberts. First off, I, I was wrong when I said earlier that it wasn't official him being a new member of the group. Um, but apparently it is reasonably official, uh, in the, in the fact that, um, 
Victor Roberts on at least the GeniusLyrics.com page for him. Uh, it says that Kevin Abstract uh, stated that he feels that Victor is a part of the group. Aw. Yeah, so um, he might not be, like, super-duper uh, reoccurring or something, but, like, he's definitely going to be contributing. I think that might mm-hmm. might be the case. Yeah. Um, you know, like, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it might be in the same way that, like, Bareface, like, on, early on, Bareface was, like, just on, like, one song and album. Yes. <laughs> and now, and now Bareface is on, like, every song. Man, I love I think it might, uh, it might end up being that same sort of situation where, you know, as Victor Roberts gains more, uh, more like confidence in his ability, because apparently this is his, um, uh, it is, well, his, it's Victor Roberts, uh, um, uh, rap debut. And in fact, this is his first time like performing Mm. straight up. Um, uh, he's apparently done production work for like Dom's early work. Okay. Uh, maybe like um, and apparently Dom met Victor through uh, Skate One on Xbox Live on Xbox 360. Yeah, which is incredible. It's great. It's it. It really continues this narrative of like the Brockhampton members like meeting through like fucking forum posts and <laughs> like it's beautiful this song is basically just like a hey here's this new guy his name is victor roberts uh the second um uh we're just gonna give him a whole song so you can get used to him yeah and then on the next album he'll be there more yeah and if that Uh, ain't the most boy band thing that a boy band could do is this is a song named after you and you get to tell whatever story you want because you're Mm -hmm. gonna be here in the future and people want to know more about you. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. And I, yeah, I think it's it's really it's really great to to see this sort of new creative voice on Broadcampton. Certainly not as a replacement because that's not no that's a shitty way to look at a person. Yeah, when not trying to repair, we're trying to change. Yeah, exactly. Like adapting to the new sound, adapting to our new attitude towards making music and Victor Roberts the second can be a part of that and is a part of that mm. and is Brockhampton. Yeah. And I think that's that's great. It's really exciting. And yeah, I this is a this is a really fantastic song and I think he does a really, really great job. Um like honestly, like the the storytelling here, the flow here, the delivery is just like you can you can almost tell that it is his first time performing. Almost, but yeah. but like at the same time, like it's just so fucking legit. Yeah, it's just so incredibly well thought out and well done, and the delivery is not basic at all. The writing is not basic at all. It doesn't. It isn't written and performed like someone who is only doing this for the first time. It is written and performed like somebody who has thought a lot about this. It's very earnest. Yeah. And it is really incredible. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, evidently, uh, uh, Victor, uh, uh, said that, uh, I just love this phrase, so I'm just gonna read it. Um, uh, Dom, you know, on Twitter talked about he, him and Victor's friendship, talked about, uh, you know, him being excited about, giving a victor a chance to to 
Voice's story. Um, and like excited to have him as part of the group. And, um, Victor responded, thank- thanking him for the platform, but also just saying that, that Brockhampton, um, just birthed a whole ass rapper. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, just having Victor here is, is gonna be, uh, I think a really good breath of fresh air. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, the other bit that I want to talk about really quick is Bareface's little bridge. Yeah. Where he says, and if you're hurting, love yourself with my heart. Yeah. And I, I love that because I think, again, Bareface is coming in and like speaking as a, as a representation of the band, not necessarily as himself, but certainly coming from his own feelings mm. of like, you know, let yourself hurt, let yourself you know, go through whatever you're going through and use the music that we're making to help you get where you need to be. And isn't that a beautiful thing to say after these stories of, you know, having your heart broken when when you open yeah. it to people? Uh, and this really is the answer to the question I asked earlier of uh, with Matt's verse, is it worth it to open your heart to people even if it's going to get broken? And the answer is, of course it is, every time it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously, you, you know, if you if you need time, you need time. You need time, you got to take like, it. Absolutely, absolutely. Your brain needs to heal as much as your body needs to heal, and and yeah. your heart needs that. And I think that's I yeah I I also really like loved that. Just I mean, Bareface always comes in with like the sweetest voice. He's the Greek chorus absolutely. of Brockhampton, narrating and guiding yeah. them through these songs, and I it's fucking beautiful. It's just, yeah. I don't have language to describe how like tender that is. Like it really is just tender. Um, it really is. It's it's fantastic. It's exciting. And uh, and um, for for me, like my last thoughts on this song. Again, I fucking loved this song. I love sort of speak like uh, a spoken word sort of stuff. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I I love that on this album, like this works as an outro so perfectly because not only is it the start of something new, but I love the uh, Ryan Beatley uh, ending after this album of religious messaging and like of saying like I think I'm going against my faith or I'm not sure if God can hear me. I'm not sure if God is real. Uh, I'm not sure if God would let bad things happen to good people. Uh, it ends with this outro just saying, thank God for me. Like, yeah. it's it's a very beautiful message of saying, like, the things aren't going to be always great, but thank God I'm here. Thank God I'm yeah. alive. And thank God I'm here to be, like, in this moment. Thank God for me. And I think that's a beautiful that's also way how, That's also how Jim Sterling aka the gemquisition ends all of his videos <laughs> of him saying thank god for me <laughs> all right you know whenever Do you know who jim sterling is or did i just say a random name uh, i believe you have mentioned uh uh him before and or another one of my friends has because every time i hear the name it's also a name i've i've definitely said this uh it's also the name of a character in my dad wrote a porno um oh yeah, so every time I hear Jim Sterling, I'm like, oh, it's that Texas man who had a very small penis, so he got penis enlargement surgery, and now his cum is blue. Thank you so much for listening to our Ginger special. I, I think there's a reason that I haven't listened to my dad wrote a porno, and I think that's that's the reason. It's the only podcast, it's the only media I've ever consumed that makes that made me have to physically put down the food I was eating because I felt like I was gonna buff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not into else. it. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not here it's for so it. It's so good. Hey, uh, obviously not spinning the wheel this no. time. Catch you next week for uh, 
for songs that remind us of home. Mm. Uh, we'll we'll be getting back on track with that. Uh, you know, we'll just we're just breaking it up. We're just breaking it up with a with a with an with an album special. Got to get the Brock in there. We do that. We got to get first get name that Brock, Brock, last name Hampton in here. Hey, hi. Looks like the game is over. We hope you have enjoyed listening to Artificial Ghost Radio, and we will see you next week for another round. I'd like to thank Marble Charlotte for being our wonderful narrator. You can find her at Marble Cantus, Marble C-A-N-T-U-S, on Twitter and on Twitch to see everything that she does. And, uh, yeah, sharing with a friend legitimately is just, it's, it's so, it, it's A, super cool, just like for us, but also just like. You get to talk about a podcast with your friend. Well, you get to talk about podcast, you get to talk about music, yeah. you know, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just cool to, uh, to do. Um, and, uh, if you want to stay updated on all things Art Ghost, you can find us at Art Ghost Pod on Twitter. Thank you once again for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio, and we will see you when we see you. And thank God for you. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>